What is up? Welcome in to episode four of the Lambo Speak. We're uh, happy to have you with us tonight. Uh, recording something kind of fun that uh, Bobby and I talked about earlier. Uh, I think it was yesterday, maybe. Um, doing a little top 10 of uh, Aaron Rodgers moments for us. Uh, you know, it's kind of like, I don't want to say it's late to the game because, you know, obviously what's done is done. But, um, you know, I still think it's something that'll be fun to talk about. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so that'll be what we're going to do for the episode this evening. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Bobby Winter. How are you doing tonight, pal? Good, man. I'm actually I'm glad that we're doing this episode now. We kind of kind of talked about it a little bit during the first episode that we were going to be getting to this eventually. And, you know, I kind of mentally I, I, I knew that we needed to talk about this before the season started, because once yep. the season starts, he's officially a jet. I mean, he's a jet now, but you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I figure this would be like a nice little send off. And I feel like the timing is appropriate. No, I agree. And uh, I think, um, you know, it's it, it's. Obviously, it's, you know, OTAs are well, they're done now. But, you know, like we're kind of into that. But like you said, we haven't it's not it's done. But, it you know, you know what I mean? So, yeah, the lights um, haven't gone on yet. Yeah, exactly. So it'll be fun. Um, you can find the show on Twitter at Toilets Titles. Uh, if you're not following the, our, our show yet, please do so. Uh, you can find myself at Nate underscore Dirt 19. And you can find Bobby at Bobby A. Winter. Check us out. We would appreciate that. Uh, you can find all the content, um, articles, mock drafts, everything we're doing. They did a uh, Scott Fishbowl 13 uh, mock draft tonight that was pretty fun to watch. Uh, tons of guests on there. So check it out. It'll all be on the website. Um, anything you need, toadstiles.com. Uh, and if you're watching on YouTube, please hit the like and subscribe button. We would really appreciate that. Uh, and also check out our sister network, uh, CFB Nation, for all of your college football needs. Um, that is a – I'm trying to think the right word a grossly underfollowed account in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, those guys are doing a ton of stuff all the time. And, uh, you know, it's, it's gotten me more back into college football, I think, than I was prior. Not that I wasn't into college football, but uh, it's definitely made me follow things a lot closer. So check them out, please. And uh, if you're listening to us on Apple podcast, please throw us a five-star review. We would appreciate that. And uh, last thing, if you want to talk to anybody on the team, uh, Bobby or myself, anybody else uh, get with myself, or you can get uh, with Coach Sheps on Twitter, and uh, we can get you our Gilded Chat. So it's nonstop, fun, good time. So, um, yeah, with that, we'll get into uh, our top 10 here. You want to you wanna go first with number 10? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so obviously there was so many that you could choose from. I had a couple of honorable mentions. Um, uh, I'll, I'll say one of them now, the, uh, the I Still Own You. Um, it didn't make it onto my list. Uh, you know, the Packers did win the game. He didn't play extraordinarily well, uh, but they did come back late in the game. And obviously it was an iconic moment that, you know, we'll be talking about for years, but uh, actually for number 10, uh, this was personally one of my favorite games I ever watched. It was that game against Miami in 2014 when he did the fake spike, just like Dan Marino did. Mm -hmm. So how that got set up was in 1994, Dan Marino against the New York Jets. Uh, there was a couple of seconds left and they had one timeout remaining. And, you know, everybody thought that they were going to be spiking the ball and saving the timeout for the field goal. Instead, Dan Marino throws to the right side of the, the end zone and they win the game on a touchdown pass. Well, Rodgers in 2014 does the exact same thing. He throws to a rookie, Devontae Adams, to set up the game winning pass to Andrew Corliss and uh, yeah, it was just really cool to like go to Miami and do what Dan Marino did in their stadium. It was just like, 
don't know. Yeah. It was awesome. It was, yeah, it had to be on the top 10 for me. Oh yeah. Uh, minor 10. It's kind of boring, I guess, but uh, in 2008, that first game at Lambeau against the Vikings, uh, it was just, I, I, I don't even know what's like how to kind of explain it, I guess, but it just kind of was, I guess it calmed you down almost, you know, made you feel good. Um, you know, like, okay, Hey, things are going to be fine. Uh, you know, and, and it was just a, it was just a fun moment. I thought, um, you know, looking back at a bunch of stuff and kind of made me just, it's like the, the beginning, I guess you'd say. So. Yeah, absolutely. But, that was the the launching point for, yeah. for his greatness, I suppose. All right. So for number nine, for me, I had the, uh, the final pass in the 2013 regular season game against the bears to become the NFC North champions. So that season, that was the first uh, time he broke his collarbone. He broke a collarbone yeah. in 2013 and again in 2017. So, you know, he missed a lot of time in 2013. They didn't think that they were going to be able to make the playoffs, but he comes back and he, you know, with about 40 seconds remaining, just launches it to Randall Cobb. Randall yeah. Cobb, the bear killer. Yep. No, oh, that's yeah. awesome. Hell yeah. Uh, I, this one for me, for number nine uh it's nine and eight were like close to me I don't, for some reason they just make me laugh more than anything and number nine was the hail mary against the cards to jeff janus okay. of all people and that's why i think i liked it so much because i i always loved jeff janus i don't know what it was i mean i have a jeff janus jersey it, awesome that's see that's so perfect i, I will wear but, it next episode i promise <laughs> hell yes oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so i and i don't know I, I don't even know why but like that's just something i that i remember forever and i know it's because it's a pretty you know big thing but it was like i mean we lost the game that sucked but still the yeah. you know that i think that was where it really reassured you like that you're never out of it no even though like you should have been yep you know what i mean so, as long as you yeah. have him you have a chance yes yes so that was that for my number nine go ahead nice. eight all right so number eight uh that was the 2010 playoff game in atlanta uh, where they won 48 to 21. Uh, this was arguably Rogers greatest game, definitely his greatest game in the postseason. Uh, he was 31 for 36 for 366 yards. He had three passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, a 95.9 QBR and a 136.8 passer rating. He was surgical in that game. Yeah. I mean, they won that game because he threw the team on his back. They, he was remarkable in that game yeah that was i like you said i i don't think that you could have i mean obviously couldn't be much better that was just that Oop. one was that was wild um nine number eight goes back to number nine it's just the hail mary against the lions because it's still it's fun to beat the lions but that one was better i mean obviously because kind of it, it, it's the same thing. They're just so wild how that, and it's always some random dude. Like I call him Dick Rod, but Richard Rogers, like, you know, <laughs> had a couple of good seasons, but it's like some, it's just some random guy, you know, yeah. you're like, who, he'll who be remembered him? because of that. Hail Mary. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, nothing, you know, just funny, but number Absolutely. seven, what do you got? All right. Number seven. Uh, this is a personal favorite of mine. I remember watching this game. Uh, I was sitting in my living room. I had just bought my, my home that I'm living in now. And I think it was the second Packers game I had watched in my new home. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching the game. And it was the 2014 week uh, 10 game against the Bears where they were 45 and 0 in the first half. 
Aaron Rodgers threw six touchdown passes in the first half. They they ended up going on to win uh, 55 to 14. He almost had seven touchdown passes in the first half. Yes. Yeah, he was in just the first half. He was 18 for 27 with 315 yards and six passing touchdowns. I had to yeah. go get my wife who was in the kitchen at the time and say, you got to come down and see this. Yeah. <laughs> it just seemed like every time you walked away from the TV and came back, they scored, they scored again. Yeah, it was yeah. unbelievable. And it, it, it's always like you ever see like on Packers Twitter or whatever, whenever people are arguing with Bear fans or whatever, you'll you always see people bring up that image of the 45 to nothing at the end of the half. And it's just like, ooh, it's so sweet. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like one of those moments you can always look back on and be like, yeah, the Bears still suck. That's uh, that's my number seven as well, by the way. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, so I didn't even talk about. Yeah, but that just a beat down. I mean, I I can't. I like. I remember watching the game. You're like, this could happen to a better. It could be a better weekend. You know. Yeah. Just hilarious. So yeah, that's my number seven as well. So that's hilarious. But yeah, go for number six. Okay. So um, number six is actually one of yours earlier. It's the Hail Mary in Detroit, 2015. Oh, yeah. uh, week 13. So that was actually the first game where I realized that if a penalty happens when there's no time left on the clock, you get a free play. I had never known that up until that point in my NFL fandom. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, what are we going to do? He's like, yeah. we're 65 yards away from yeah. the end zone. You know what I mean? And this was before he became the Hale Rogers, you know, the, the Hail yep. Mary King. Yep. And when I saw Rogers, you know, to Rogers and he just leapt up. It just seemed like he was intentionally throw it to him. Like you could watch it in slow motion and it, like you can see Richard Rogers and it's like, he knew it was coming to him and like, yeah. he's just moving in slow motion and everybody else just doesn't matter in the scene. Yeah. It looked like it was drawn up for him. It was just remarkable. And if you actually, if you guys follow me on Twitter, if you look at my pinned tweet, um, that is remarkable. Uh, Lions fan rubbing in the Packers face or a Packers fan's face. And for the Packers to just come back at the end and win, it was just awesome. The guy ended up just like putting his head down and then walking out of the stadium. It was <laughs> <leaving>. so good. <laughs> uh, my six, it was your honorable mention, but I love it too much that I still own you in 21. That made me so happy. He ran that ball in, in the end zone and you know, there was some profanity, but that, so that just makes me happy. And that's what a lot of these memories are anyways, for me is I just love that. And it's, you know, still, well, I guess not true. I guess he still does. I mean, you know, just on a different team now. So yeah, yeah, that's my six. Go ahead. All right. Number five for me was also one of yours already. The hit, the multiple hail Marys to Jeff Janice. So <laughs> it, to me, this one, I, I put it above the hail Mary in Detroit, even though we didn't win the game. And that's because, you know, Rogers wasn't the reason that we didn't, win the game i mean yeah. he literally did everything he possibly could on that last drive to put us in a position to win and that's exactly what he did they were fourth and 20 on i think the two yard line two or and four just, something like that something yeah, stupid launches this to jeff janice who by you know up to this point he was like wide receiver seven uh, on the yeah. roster you know he played special teams and you know a couple of seconds later on second and 15 he's again running for his life he doesn't even plant both of his feet, just tosses a Hail Mary. I don't even think he knows where he's throwing it. He It was like <laughs> literally the, the definition of a Hail Mary. He just threw it as hard as he could towards the end zone. And Jeff Janish just ran up and made a play yeah. on Patrick Peterson, by the way. Exactly. Even better. It was So actually, one of my favorite things about this, too, is if you ever watch like the replays of it, uh, you can see Eddie Lacy's expression. He walks out onto the field 
in complete disbelief of what just happened. And that was one of those moments where you're like, Rogers is just a cut above the rest. Like yeah. that was one of his like godlike moments where it was just like, like, like we were talking about in the pre-show he's when you have him on the field, it doesn't matter how much time there is. You have a chance, you know what I mean? Yep. And he's proven that time and time again. Yeah. I think that'll be the biggest thing. And we'll talk about that later, but like going into this season, like that, you know, for how many years it's been like, well, we're probably going to make a deep playoff run. We're probably going to go, you know, that's just how it was every single year. You know, you always yep. had a chance and for a decade plus. Yeah. But eh, it's what it is. Yep. Um, my number five was in 2016. I have a couple from this one, um, but the game against the Cowboys uh, with the last second throw to Jared Cook on the sideline. And then Mason Crosby drills the 51 yarder. That's exactly what we're talking about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that was such a back and forth, such a great football game. And I just remember watching it and, you know, cause I'll say it in a little bit here on another one, but like that whole season, you were just like, okay, you know, another, another one, another one. And and I just remember the, I think there are pictures from that too, the disbelief in like the Cowboys fans, you know, there's like no time left and they're like, Oh, you know, Hey, we got you or whatever. And then it's like, Nope. Yeah. So that one just, you know, sorry, coach steps. I know that one hurt. But, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Rogers has had some excellent games against the Dallas Cowboys. I'm sure yeah. the Cowboys fans are more than happy to see him go to the AFC. Yes. Number four. Number four for me was, um, not a particular game, but just the run, the, the table in 2016. So up to that point, um, it, it started after week 11, that loss. So they were four and six at that point. And Rogers says in the locker room, you know, I think we could run the table. I really do. You know, I've heard that probably a thousand times in my life of him saying that yeah. just because of how many times I've rewatched it or listened to highlights or in, in other podcasts. So in that six game span, he went 71% completion. He had 15 touchdowns to zero interceptions. He averaged 8.34 yards per attempt with a 121 passer rating. So what was really impressive about it too was um, he didn't have a single receiver go over a hundred yards in those games, which means he was surgical. He was distributing the ball and Rogers, or excuse me, uh, Nelson and Adams were the two leading receivers in that in six games, they combined for 928 yards and 11 touchdowns in six yeah. games. Just those wild. two guys, Randall Cobb was on that team. Remember? So, yep. I mean, and Jared cook was on that team and that was when Jared cook really started to like turn it up, you know? Um, yeah, it was just that was probably one of the most fun stretches of watching football I've ever had as a Packers fan, because he said that run the table thing. And then every week after they won another game, it was like, no, nah, but they're not going to do it. again. Yeah, right? exactly. No, nah, they're not going to do it again. Right. And then all yep. of a sudden they're in the NFC championship game. They haven't lost in two and a half months. And you're like, this is bonkers. It was yeah. so much fun to watch. He was so impressive. And it wasn't for a porous everybody being hurt yeah yeah i was gonna say a porous secondary uh and nobody can cover um julio. atlanta's wide receivers you know or julio jones especially uh who knows maybe they would have made it to the super bowl yep uh my number four is the back-to-back -back mvp seasons after love get drafted kind of same thing like you said like just a stretch of football where you're just like holy shit dude like you know yeah. obviously he still got it we knew that but yeah. just watching him perform at that high level was so much fun uh week in week out you yeah. know just it, it, it's unheard of and 
you know, I know there's oh, there are four other guys that have won back-to-back MVPs. I think Favre, Peyton Manning. I can't remember there are two other ones now, but you know, so like obviously it's yeah. like I'm saying haven't been done, but just that like that masterclass in quarterback play for so you know for that's a long time. Yeah, and uh, it was it, it was that was fun. I, I I that was a good memory for me. So the entire Very 2020 season was yeah remarkable yeah when yes. you were watching i mean you knew in like week seven that he was going to win mvp yes. he was just so good that year um what are we on three three okay so three actually for me was the playoff game in dallas um this was <laughs> hands down one of the best games i've ever watched um yeah. one of the most fun games i've ever watched like you said it was a good game and you know there was what i think 38 or 36 seconds left after the dallas scored and and they're like, ah, it's not enough time. It's not enough time. And we're like, Aaron Rodgers is like, all right, hold my beer, you yeah. know? And just that, that pass to Jared Cook, you know, at first glance, you're like, oh, he was out of bounds. And then you see that ref running in and he's like, catch, catch. <laughs> I lost I, I, my I mind. Lost <laughs> yeah. yeah when, when that ref came in, I was like, holy shit. Like he's certain he's like, that is a catch. And they showed it on replay. Must've been a hundred times. And every time I watched it, I was like beaming smile. And I was like, okay, yeah. hold on. We still got a kick. And then yeah. Mason Crosby does what he does. Actually, you know, one of my favorite things about this game was watching Undisputed the next day. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I, just I, listening I feel like to Skip. I should have watched because oh, I can't my God. Skip, but Neither can I. But that was back in the day when I wasn't like watching a ton of other shows. So yeah. I was just like, yeah. I didn't really know what else to watch. Plus, yeah. Shannon's great. You know, so oh, yeah. I was like, and I knew that Skip was going to lose his mind. So I was like, I have to watch this episode. And it was just so good. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was probably the best part of it. You know? Yeah. Uh, my number three was, uh, was that your five that I think we can run the table one? Was that your yeah. fifth, or fifth one? My, that oh, was, no, my, was number that, four for me. Yeah. So that was my number three. That, like you said, that just that run of games was just incredible. Um, you know, week after week. And that's kind of like talking about the playoff game. You know, they beat the shit out of the Giants in the wild card <laughs> round. And you're like, okay, all right. You know, like I said, then the, the, the Cowboys game, like you just talked about, it's like, that after that game, it was like, oh man, like, you know, like it, it just felt something, you know? And then, like you said, the, the Falcons game, it, it didn't happen, but it was still just, you know, so, so awesome. And, and I'm the same as you. I've heard that. I think we can run the table, you know, a yeah. thousand times and yeah, I, I, I'll, awesome. I'll never get tired of hearing it. Yep. Ever. No, me neither. <laughs> yeah. <number two. laughs> All right. So number two is actually um, my favorite game that I've ever watched Aaron Rodgers play um, regular season game. I should say uh, it was the 2018 week one game against the bears where uh, it was Khalil Mack's first game as a bear. And he yep. came out and just started to wreck the Packers. Like, like obviously that off season when he got traded. Yeah. He got yep. traded to the bears. Uh, yeah. Like a haul. I remember um, I was like, uh Oh, you know, like I was a big Khalil Mack fan up to that point, yep. and I thought he was kind of underrated. Um, and when he went to the Bears, I was like, oh, no. And then when he came out and for two quarters just looked unstoppable, I was like, oh, my God, this this is going to be crazy. Then Rodgers gets hurt on a Khalil Mack sack, and I'm like, I can't believe our starting quarterback just got hurt. Like, like I thought he broke his leg. You know, I was like week yeah. one. I was like, the season's over. I was like, this yep. sucks. All of a sudden – in the third quarter, the beginning of the third quarter, you see him just like walking out of the, I'm like, Oh, this guy is on so many drugs right now. You should have seen yeah. the smile on <laughs> oh, his yeah. face. Yeah, he he came out. He was like, I'm ready. 
And in the fourth quarter, just lit the Bears up. That first pass into the end zone to Geronimo Allison, it was like he dropped it into a bucket, man. It was like the perfect pass. Then, you know, the second touchdown, he sends it to Adams, and Adams just kind of like puts a little wiggle on, squeezes into the end zone. And then that last pass to Randall Cobb, it, it looked like the Bears, like like a bomb went off and all the Bears yes. players just like didn't know what I, to happen I, I, I or what to do. Like, how's, how's, he, how's this happening? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that one dude missed and like nobody else was close to him. Yeah. And then he's like slowing down towards the end zone. And I see Khalil Mack like catching up to him at the end. I was like, oh my God, he's going to get him. Oh my God, he's going to get him. And then Randall Cobb just kind of like high steps out of it. I was like, this is so great. I was like, this is the yeah. greatest game I've ever seen ever. It's that's number two for yeah. me. So number two for me is the Super Bowl in 2011. I, I probably could have been number one because it was, it, it's just, I mean, that's all you ever want every single year, you know, and right. that was it. Just And that whole year was unbelievable, you know, with Rodgers too. Um, just everything. It, it, everything obviously worked out, but that was a phenomenal year for him. Um, we you know, won his first MVP in 11, right? 11, 14, and then. 20 and 20 or 21 22 or 20 and 21 yeah correct so um yeah that was it for me for my second one um go ahead with your top <laughs> spoiler alert my the super bowl was number one for me yeah I, that, so I, I, that's how i was gonna be right there i was like ah, yeah. i don't know what to do i had to make it number one um even though like i said uh obviously has a special place in your heart just because yeah. you know obviously he, he played very very well um, he was 24 for 39, 304 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions against the Steelers defense. That was number one in the league. They averaged allowing like 14 points a game to their opponents. And Rodgers in his first Super Bowl appearance put up 31 against that defense. Uh, two moments that stand out in particular uh, for Aaron Rodgers, not the game. Uh, the opening touchdown pass to Nelson, in my opinion, that is one of the greatest passes he's ever thrown. The velocity on it, it was just placed perfectly where only Nelson knew where it was going to be. And he just snatched it right out of the sky. And that was like, Nelson had a couple of moments where he started to like, you know, show that he was going to be a, a top flight receiver in the league that year. But that touchdown pass was like his I'm him moment. You know what I mean? From that moment yeah. on, like that was Jordy Nelson and Jordy Nelson. He just, he was like one of the keys to success in that game. They knew they had two stud corners that they were going to have to rely on wide receiver three. And they relied on Nelson a lot in that game. And the other guy who they relied on was Greg Jennings. Greg Jennings obviously had those touchdowns, but that game winner, that ceiling, that pass over the middle to Greg Jennings, it was awesome. You just knew, like, as soon as he caught it, you were like, game's over. This is it. We won the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was, that was a, that like I said that was going to be one, but my number one was your number two. Uh, that game in eighteen uh, with with the with the knee injury and came back and uh, seventeen to twenty three for two hundred seventy yards and third or in three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Um, that 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 game's like just kind of like the epitome of how it, like it feels like every year. Well, prior to this, you know, like against the Bears, it was always you know there were some close games here and there, and that was obviously a close game, but it was like. You know, you're you're catching a bunch of hell from your friends that are Bears fans, and it's like, okay, I'm not rooting for somebody to get hurt, but whatever. You're happy he's not out there, and like I was pissed because it's like, shit, it's week one. Yeah. Like, oh, it's devastating. You know, I was so depressed. Yeah, like for about heart 25 broken. minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and then it's like he comes back, and it's like, and, and I I will never, and and it's hard to not have the Super Bowl be number one, but 
that for me is just you just laugh and it's so it was that that sense of like calm that came over you when you like you said you saw him come out of the tunnel obviously he felt better than any of us ever have but like it was it was just wild and i think you know i'll never forget any, like any of the stuff we were talking about but that one to yeah. me is it's just so much fun and i know i had a lot against the bears ones but it's just it's hard not to i mean he won a lot of games I, against I the think, bears I, I, I think i was rating tonight he had like 64 touchdown passes against the bears and that ranks fourth all time for bears touchdowns thrown like for their quarterback <laughs> Or something like that. That's incredible. Like, yeah, I mean, just against you. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that that game. That's going to be the game that I'll be sixty-five years old telling my grandchildren about. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. he came out that, on essentially a broken the, leg. The one, the, the one where he threw six touchdowns in the first half. That one as well. Yeah, yeah you know. absolutely. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, real quick, uh, if you want to support the team and become part of the Patreon, uh, check it out: Patreon.com/backslash Toilets Titles. Uh, we'd love to have you guys. Uh, for our already members, you know, we appreciate uh, the support so much. It helps uh, more than you guys could know. Um, there's five tiers. I'm not going to go through each one of them um, we had before. And um, yeah, just check it out. Like I said, we'd love to have you on there. So um, I know we said we talked about this, uh, you know, basically kind of how we're feeling um, with the whole saga, um, the Rogers saga. And uh, now that he's a jet. You know, so Bobby, I'll let you, you can go first and, and I'd love to, I, I, cause we've never actually, we've never talked about this really. Not really. No, I mean, a few, no. a few words here and there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. so really, um, you know, a lot of people are going to say it started with, um, with the drafting of Jordan love. Right. And it on honestly, you could probably trace it back a little bit before that when, um, when the Packers decide to let Mike McCarthy go. So that's really when Rogers was starting his drama with the organization. Um, he, he had a, he had a bad year that year. Um, and it almost seemed like he was kind of tossing all the blame at Mike McCarthy's feet. They end up firing Mike McCarthy after an embarrassing loss to the league's worst team that year, the, the Cardinals to a rookie, uh, Josh Rosen, who was just, you know, out of the league a year later. Um, yeah. So then they hire Matt LaFleur and you have to, you have to think when they hired LaFleur, they hired him with two purposes in mind, one to resurrect Rogers career. And also two, you know, being that Rogers is getting towards the tail end of his career that they were going to be drafting his replacement eventually. And he was going to have to develop him, you know? So Rogers, I don't know if you remember in 20, that first year with uh, LaFleur, they did went 13 and three, but it largely wasn't because of Rogers. Rogers was good. I mean, he was very good, but he wasn't great. Like his following two seasons with LaFleur, they went 13 and three because the defense was actually playing pretty decent and they played complimentary football. Uh, that was before, you know, um, all the special teams fiascos and stuff like that. And yeah, they definitely um, forgot how to play that complimentary football after that year. And that's what's, God, yeah. that's so frustrating. Like they just can't. And it, and I'm not trying not to mean to interrupt you, but like there were so many times in the last two years where you would like, it was just so frustrating to lose these games over dumb shit like that. And you're like, what, how did we forget what we were doing? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So but then, anyways, you know, sorry. at the end of the year, I think they, in the organization, they were deciding, cause let's be real. Obviously they were already doing work on quarterbacks in September of that year before Rogers had probably even taken a snap. So, you know, like any good organization would do, 
um, you're always going to look at the quarterback prospects because you never know who might fall to you at pick 24 in 2005, even when you have an MVP quarterback. You should always be doing work on them. And they were. Um, you, you, you can look up interviews with Matt LaFleur that the, you know, they were speaking to Jordan Love's uh, college football coach in September of that year. So they were they were already putting in work on potentially seeing who they could uh, eventually replace Rodgers with. So then that that fast forwards us to the draft. And, you know, Rodgers was talking to McAfee and saying, you know, I hope they take like an offensive weapon and they haven't taken an offensive weapon the entire time I've been here in the first round. And then all of a sudden they take Jordan Love. And I don't know if you knew this, but Rodgers was supposed to come back onto McAfee after the pick and he did not. <laughs> so clearly he was, he was pretty upset. Um, and, and how can you blame him? I mean, they just went 13 and three and lost in the NFC championship game. Pretty similar to what the Packers did in 2005 or excuse me, that was in 2007 after they had already taken Rogers, but you know, they had decided to move on from Favre and go to Rogers, even though they just went to the NFC championship game. So it kind of wasn't exactly the same, but it was pretty similar. Um, so then that's kind of where all the drama starts. I don't know if you want to kind of take over from there. Well, and like I said, I, I was always, and, and be whatever the reasoning is, whether it's from listening to Aaron on McAfee, which I thought has been eye-opening to so many people. Um, you know, I, I love Aaron and I, he's been my quarterback. Like I, I don't remember much of the far stuff. Cause I, I, I just, I was too young, Yeah, we were you know? Young. And, and so like Aaron's all you remember. And I've, I've always, I, and I liked McCarthy regardless of like their, yeah. I, I just felt like they just were button heads and things weren't working. And it was like, yeah. it kind of ran into course. Yeah. And, and, and that happens, you know, sure. and, and yeah, absolutely. That, that's part of, it's a business. Unless you're and, Bill Belichick. Well, of course, but that doesn't count. Cause he's like the best coach in the history of the world. Correct. Like it doesn't matter. He'd probably be a really good, like water polo coach. I'm sure. Like it just doesn't matter. He's just <laughs> that good for sure. Um, but you know, so I, I was always on the side of Aaron and, and I was, I think the, the, the draft where they took Jordan love, that was where I was kind of like, well, I don't ever know why I get my hopes up for something fun, yeah. you know, or like to expect anything. Um, and I was, it was more just like, what the hell? And I, I think, well, Justin Jefferson was a little earlier that like, I think Patrick queen was taken right after yep. or whatever. And, and, yep. and Patrick queen has, has had his struggles now. So obviously like, you know, it's, you know, whatever now the hindsight's 2020, but like, I, yeah. I loved Patrick queen. I was like, man, our defense has been, you know, whatever. And I thought he would have been great. Um, T Higgins would have been just fine. <laughs> you know, yeah, I love to took him at the beginning of the second round. So he was definitely available. And that's all I've been hearing for the last three years. Could have taken T Higgins could have taken T Higgins. Yeah. T Higgins is a very good wide receiver. Hell I mean, yeah. so who knows? Maybe they could have gotten a and, little and, bit further, but. And, and who, who knows? knows? Like, like you said, you can't, we can't speculate back on that because you don't know. You don't. And, and, that would all be great, but this is how it worked. And, you know, Aaron has played well. And like I said earlier, you know, you just expected to, uh, let's be honest, you expected to win and yeah. that was it. And that's all you ever knew. And, you know, and I, that does, I'm not trying to sound like cocky or like anything, but like that, that's, it's, that's how good he was. And he just brought that to the table that it just always felt like you always had a chance regardless. Yeah. You know, and and I think that it's putting a bad taste in people's mouth because of all the, the back and forth and all that. And, and, and yeah, it got tiresome and I know that, but um, 
you know, and we'll never really know the actual truth. I believe Aaron more than I believe anybody else because I'm, I don't, I've never been a Gudikins guy. I don't like Lafleur, you know that. And I know Gudikins has done some great things, so I'm happy for that. But there's, it just felt like we never did anything to help Aaron the entire Excuse time. Me. I'm doing and, something. I'll be right back. <laughs> we, you know, we we never, they never did anything to help him, and. And, and I'll be honest, it's the same thing with like Russell Wilson out in Seattle. They didn't, you know, they had one good run and they he played great football, but it's like not until the end they kind of started to help him. But they never got DK Metcalf or a Tyler Lockett for. Oh, Aaron I Rogers. wanted DK Metcalf so bad. You know what I mean? I, that, that was the that, first year I started following the draft. I had him as my sixth overall prospect and he went at yeah. the end of the second round. I was yeah. furious. Yeah. And look at him now. You know, and, yeah, and that was awesome. To me, it, it just, it feels like we've wasted a career and I, I mean, that's, I will feel like that till forever. You know, I just, and I know he hasn't, he hasn't played perfect. And there's also been times where it was his issues or whatever. And I think there, there were times where he almost like got, I don't know if you get complacent, but like he just kind of like sat back and tried to do too much or whatever. But it just seems like we should have gotten more than one Super Bowl out of that career. Yeah. Um, the NFC championship game losses, um, are kind of going to define his legacy. Um, A lot of people were saying that he was great, but he wasn't clutch. Um, You know, he didn't have a lot of fourth quarter comebacks compared to a lot of other quarterbacks. But I mean, when you're demolishing people 45 to nothing at halftime, what is a fourth quarter comeback matter? You know, but I mean, he he obviously has clutch moments. I mean, we just went over a bunch of them in our top 10. Um, So really it's, it's, um, it's a, it's a combination of things. I mean, some of those games he didn't play particularly no. well. And some of those games, I mean, the defense literally let them down. I mean, how many times have you seen the defense let up 30 plus points in a playoff game? And Rogers is just like, what am I supposed to do? What do you I know do? what I mean? What do you want me to do? Yeah. And, and that the, you know, the special teams has been an issue for how long. And that, yep. that's my, like my biggest thing against the floor is all of that the special teams debacle over and over and over again, you know, and that's what like that stuff irks me more than anything, to be honest, just the, the, the bonehead, like, how does that still happen? Yeah. You know, and I, and that's not even like an Aaron issue, but and, and, like I said, it, it's, you can't blame it all on him. You can't blame it all on the team. It's nope. a team game for a reason, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it'll, you know, like I said, I'm thankful for what we've gotten and, you know, I'll never forget any of it. It's been so much fun. You know, I, I look forward to the future, um, but I just wish there was a little more to it. Yeah, but, absolutely. You know, so back to the timeline. Uh, so obviously they draft Jordan Love and then he starts going off on his MVP uh, yeah. uh, uh, seasons. So, you know, in 2020, like we were saying earlier, it was arguably his greatest season. Um, I think 2021 or excuse me, 2011, he was only like a fraction of a point better in passer rating. Uh, I mean, you can say 2011 was his best and 2020 was his one B season. Um, he was remarkable. Um, I don't know if not having fans in the stands might've helped contribute to that, but also the fans were in the stands for the other teams as well. And I don't know. Rogers was just super impressive that season. And then, you know, he goes through the, the off season that, that next year uh, saying that his future is uncertain with the team and he doesn't know if he's going to be back with them. And, you know, the contract negotiations start, he ends up turning down a contract and that would have made him the highest paid player in the league. And, 
Then he comes back and wins another MVP and, you know, the contract gets worked out and then Devonte Adams gets shipped out of town because Rogers asks for the, the entire farm. And I think also you know, we know now more about those contract negotiations with Adams. Apparently um, he didn't want to Adams, be there. He didn't want to be there, but also you heard after the fact, like a year later, I think this report came out like a month or two ago that the initial um, offer to Adams was like, ridiculously low i think it was like 17 or 18 million per year i think adams is getting like 29 or 30 right now with the raiders so i, I think it was the, like a like an embarrassing was, offer oh yeah and the so final eventually more than the raiders but you know correct i was just gonna say so yeah, yeah the, the final offer they ended up offering more than the raiders did although the state tax there is no state tax in nevada so even with the higher offer he was gonna earn more um, in Vegas. Plus he wanted to play with his buddy from college, Derek that Carr. Yeah. I, I dude, once they got rid of Carr, I felt so bad for Adams. I was like, but this is, this is what happens, right? When you run the risk of leaving a team and, and let's be real, there's not a lot of teams in the NFL that offer a lot of stability over an extended period of time. Yeah. I mean, there's like new England for a long time. Uh, the Steelers, the Steelers have been a very consistent organization. The Packers are a very consistent organization. I mean, you're leaving consistency to go to another team, which, I mean, there's a lot of unknowns. I mean, how many times have the Braiders been bad over the last 20 years? I mean, I, they haven't won a playoff game in what, 22 years or something like that. I don't think they've been over 500 in the last like 16 or 18 years. Right. So I think, you know, he grew up a Raiders fan and his college quarterback happens to play for the Raiders. And, you know, it was always a dream of his to play for the Raiders. You know, all this stuff came out before. And then, you know, after the fact, you hear about the contract negotiations, which is just disappointing. Um, Adams Thanks, is Ted. Thanks, Brian. Good, guy. Right. Good job, guys. Well, that would be Russ Ball, actually. Right. Well, so, yeah, but I mean, they're all in involved in the whole thing. For sure. I mean, like, for sure. You know, I, yeah. I mean, you don't let a an all pro, like arguably the greatest wide receiver in the league. Uh, he still is. He's a, top three guys. Like, how do you how do you offer him? Like, oh, we're trying to get the hometown discount. It's like, don't be stupid. No, nah, yeah, it's embarrassing. Guy. Like, yeah, it, the salary, the salary cap's not real. Like, it doesn't matter. Just kick can down the road. That's what everybody does. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you know. Oh, it's all they just fr front load the contract or back end load the contract. Like, that's all you got to do. Like, yeah. don't act like it's not a thing. That right. that's that's real life. Yeah. You know? All right. So then that leads us to the end of the 2022 season. So the writing was kind of on the wall with that loss. Uh, against Detroit at home. Um, you know, you win and you're in the playoffs and they lost to a team that literally had nothing to lose. And uh, I so think that was, that was, I feel like we got the shaft on the scheduling from that because they were going for it on fourth down, like stuff that you wouldn't, that even Dan Campbell, he's not a big fourth down guy, but like Brandon Staley wouldn't have gone for those fourth downs. You know what I mean? Like they True were just story. doing shit because it didn't matter. You know, right. they, they literally had nothing to lose. So like, and I, and it doesn't matter because we didn't deserve to be in the playoffs anyways. Like we played so right. shitty. The defense was a joke. I mean, it was just bad all around, but like, it just felt like that was kind of like a shitty setup to like help them, you know, because it did, you know, they, they literally run trick plays, do whatever they want because it didn't matter. Yeah. So I think, you know, Rogers knew at the end of that season that um, yeah. he was going to be out of town. And I think he wanted to try to do it more on his own terms than to just be completely at the whim of the Green Bay Packers, which I get. I mean, he's arguably one of the greatest Packers of all time. He's one of the greatest football players or quarterbacks or whatever you want to say. I mean, yeah. he's essentially one of the faces of the league right now and has been for a very long time. So, you know, 
I, I get that he may want have had some more control over how um, his future went, but then, you know, the off season of hilarity begins where, you know, he apparently is not accepting phone calls from Brian Gutekunst and saying that he doesn't have service at his house and, but, but FaceTime works, but his cell phone doesn't, you know, and, and Brian should have known that and whatever. I'm like, I'm sure you've probably FaceTime with your general manager before, you know what I mean? He's been working yeah. for the organization for longer than you've been on the team. I'm sure he's known that. So, you know, he's probably dodging his calls. That's one thing that I don't believe Aaron Rodgers on. I think that he intentionally was not, looking to, to communicate with them. Then, you know, he goes on the darkness retreat and comes out and claims that he was completely shocked by the news, finding out that the Packers were willing to, to shop and trade him. Like, no, I'm pretty sure he knew when he signed that contract that he wasn't going to be playing out that contract. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the guaranteed money and, and the, the cap hits on those were just insane. Like, I think the only way he wouldn't have gotten traded this past off season was if he won MVP or played exceptionally well. And, and let's be honest, he didn't. Uh, it was one of the reasons why the team finished eight and nine. Um, not the reason, but one of the reasons. Yeah. Then, you know, uh, he goes on McAfee and says that he wants to be a jet because the Packers gave permission to the jets to go and speak to him and stuff. And you have to imagine too, like, you know, in, in those couple of months while we were waiting to find out what the trade compensation was going to be like the Packers aren't dumb. Like they're not going to let another team meet with their star quarterback about potentially trading for them unless they knew what compensation the jets were going to offer first, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. like why let another team go speak to your quarterback unless you know what they're willing to offer. But yeah. then Rogers goes on McAfee and ruins it because he says he was 90% retired and all of a sudden you know, the owner of the Jets is getting cold feet and he's like, look, I don't want to trade for this guy if he's only going to play for one year. You know what I mean? Like, so then all of a sudden the, the contract negotiations or not the contract negotiations, the trade negotiations start and what seemed like an eternity, yeah, which I, I think I, was I really like eight how weeks. Long, I don't remember how long it was because it just was like, we knew it was done, but you were like, I, whatever, dude. Like, yeah. And yeah, I, I made think it, it almost like, it almost like made it easier, like on you to like, cause you're like, it was it just took forever. I mean, it was yeah. annoying, but you were like, "All right, well, yeah." I mean, the band aid's already ripped off, so like, let's just put the jersey on and for sure you know, go go up to OTAs. I pre hey, I respect you doing that. You know, good for you. <laughs> yeah. I actually I made a YouTube short about it too, about what the uh, the compensation should look like. Actually, yep, I think I it was a, it was just a regular YouTube video because it, it was too long. But I almost yeah. nailed yeah. the compensation. I said oh, it was yeah. going to be a second round pick. And then the following year, it was going to be a conditional pick that could become a one. The only thing I didn't expect was the swap in the first round, uh, the 13, I, 15. The and then they also did a swap. Well. I agree. I agree. I was yeah, more I mean, than happy with the compensation because they actually got more than what I thought they were going to get. Yeah. So anything more than what I was expecting is a win to me. Yes, I agree. Especially for a player who didn't want to be on the team anymore. And he was very, very expensive. I don't know what the Jets were thinking, but desperate times call for def desperate measures. So. I'm, I'm cheering for the Jets, man. I hope they win Me the too. goddamn Super Bowl. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I would love nothing more for Rodgers to win a second Super Bowl. It would break my heart that it's not with the Packers, but I, yeah. he's such a good player. He deserves a second. He deserves yeah. it. Think about all the great quarterbacks that have won two. You know, Peyton Manning, um, Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, he should be in that echelon, and but he only has the one Super Bowl appearance and the one victory. And like you said earlier, it feels like he wasted his career. I wouldn't say it's a waste because he did win a Super Bowl, 
because you know I mean, there's that. plenty of great players that have never won a Super Bowl. I mean, Dan Marino didn't win a Super Bowl, yep. um, and he's considered one of the top ten best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Okay. So he did get the one, you know. So nobody can ever yep. take that away from him. He did win a Super Bowl, and a lot of people don't, you know, no. especially yeah. in a time when Tom Brady's winning nine out of the twenty when Rodgers is playing. You know what yeah, I mean? And now Pat Mahomes and Joe Burrow and Jalen right. Hurts, like it's it's a murderer's row now. I mean, and the AFC is not. That's not the easy way to go. But no, hey, all the quarterbacks are in the AFC. Yeah. That's why I don't know why an NFC team didn't get Lamar Jackson. But we can talk about that another day. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it's 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 wild to me to, you know, like it's just going to be weird. and it, It'll be fun. Uh, you know, I think regardless. And I think, you know, it's going to be a it'll be a fun season. And I'm excited for it, you know, for to watch some Jets games and obviously to see Jordan love and see what, you know, see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, said, I don't really know. Yeah. I mean, it's, we're here and that's it. And things seem like they're going well. Uh, you know, the teams behind them, which we knew they would be anyways. Um, you know, and I, I think that very, the offense is incredibly young. I keep seeing graphics of so young, you know, like the pass catchers, like I think, I think Jordan's the oldest guy. He's like 24 and everybody else is 23, 22 years old. Um, you know, and they have a good core. I think it's going to take some time. I don't think it's going to just be, you know, Hey, here we go, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, yeah. I don't accept, I don't got much else on the situation. You know, it's, it's been wild. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad it's over just because. Yeah. Well, you know, we were all ready to move on. I think as Packers yeah. fans, uh, once Jordan love was drafted, I mean, you knew you can't just, you can't not give him an opportunity. I mean, you traded up into the first round to draft this guy um, and you can't waste that rookie contract. What are you going to do? Like have him sit for four or five years? Like that's absolutely ridiculous. Three years. It seems like three years is the magic number for this organization. So with Rogers, you know, not playing as well in that last season and the writing on the wall and his contract, the way it was and how much money he was owed and his cap hit and everything. It just, the stars seem to align almost as if the Packers planned it this way. Yep. for them to trade Rodgers after that season and to get something for him, um, which, yeah. you know, leads me to my last thought. It's just, you know, there's some organizations that do right by their quarterbacks, um, you know, like Ben Roethlisberger, they let him ride off into the sunset. They had that special game for him at the end of the season, you know, and um, same thing with Eli Manning, you know, and, you know, Eli wasn't really playing particularly well towards the end of his career and stuff. And you kind of knew the writing was on the wall there, but they let him play it out, you know, but the Packers clearly think that, you know, if they can move on a year early and get some value for them, that they can keep building the roster and make sure that they don't fall into obscurity. Now, obviously, a lot of that is going to fall onto Jordan Love's shoulders. So we have to see how he's going to play because the team's going to play how he plays. Uh, if he's not good, we're not going to win a lot of games, you know? So, yeah. No, and I, and I, I'm, I, you know, I'm more in the mindset, like you said, you know, I'd rather get out of here early and because Ben wasn't that good the last couple of years either, you know, and it, but you would have loved to see Rogers retire a Packer. Well, hell yeah, I would have. I wish you just, sure. that's, you know, just be done. And, but anyways, you know, and I, it's different, but it's just, it's a weird, it's like I said, it's a business at the end of the day, it's a business, whether or not, you you know, you live and die with the Packers. We do obviously, yep. but it's a business and you got to understand that. And I don't think if you don't, you're going to kind of be on the wrong side of things. So, right. Yeah. But, hell yeah. Well, no, that was fun. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We got to 
get out of the way and uh, make sure you check out all of our shows on YouTube. Um, there was two of them recorded went live tonight. Another one will be Thursday. There's a uh, Wednesday night show with the Giants. Uh, Sunday mornings for the Cowboys. Uh, this show drops Thursdays at noon. So check them all out. Uh, don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button. Check out our Patreon and uh, our website, toiletstyles.com. We will see you all next week. Thanks. What's up, Title Tribe? We appreciate you watching the show. If you want to catch up on all of our college football content, make sure you subscribe to the CFB Nation by clicking their link below. Make sure you subscribe to the Toilets Titles Podcast Network by clicking our link below. And make sure to catch our other content by watching these videos to the side.